Hey there, I'm Rebecca, national speaker and professional life coach. Welcome to the Confidence Coach Podcast. Here, I help you simplify your personal, spiritual, and professional development by focusing on the one thing that changes everything, confidence. In these episodes, I will help you steadily deepen your trust in God and your own abilities because the world needs a more confident you. If you're tired of wasting time, settle in for these short but powerful episodes. Let's get growing for your good and God's glory. Hi guys, welcome to episode eight. Rebecca here. I am going to take this episode to talk to you guys kind of to bring together a lot of what I have covered already in the first seven episodes and remind you guys what this podcast is about, kind of bring it into focus a little bit. It's called The Confidence Coach for Christian Women. I started in the introduction to this podcast explaining to you guys why confidence is the one thing that changes everything and why it's so important. And today I'm going to tell you the three stages really of confidence, the three steps, the three areas that lead to true confidence. And then I'm going to end it with just this, I think, interesting revelation that even I've had recently about, okay, well, what does confidence really feel like? I mean, what does it actually feel like? Is it somehow the absence of all fear? No, definitely not. Is it the absence of insecurity? No, it's not that either. Is it the absence of struggling? Is it getting everything right all the time? Is it feeling perfect? No, it's none of those things. Okay, so then what is it? What is it really? All right, we know, again, kind of based on my very first podcast, we know the manifestation of confidence is, as I like to say, being able to walk into a room and not compare yourself to anybody. All right, you're able to just show up in your life in a way that is others focused in a way that serves the world because too much insecurity is very self-focused. It robs us from being able to give our gifts to the world. I said in the introduction podcast that confidence leads to the courage to take necessary risks. It's being level-headed in, you know, really emotionally charged situations or conversations. It's basically believing what God says about you so that you can get on with living your life in a way that helps heal the world, because that's what the Bible tells us. The Bible tells us that we have been saved, not by good works, but for good works. And we know if we're living in that place or not. If you are living in that place, fantastic. Keep listening. This episode is only going to fortify your confidence and inspire you to do more. If you're not living in that place, keep listening. This episode is going to give you insight and wisdom about maybe where you're at in the process and what's missing. <laughs> so those things that I just described are how confidence manifests in our life. Fantastic. We all want that. But what is confidence actually? Okay, not just how does it manifest in our life, but what is it actually? What does it feel like? What is it internally? What is it? Confidence is... I see it as a bookend. It's like two, it starts with and it ends with, and then there's this hole in between. 
it starts with believing what God says about you, all right? That you are loved, that you are accepted, that you have worth, that you're here on purpose. Okay, one of the other things that God says about you, and I say this a lot in my podcast, is that you aren't enough, that you will never be good enough, that you can't earn it. Um, it's funny to me how much we as a culture are fixated on this question of, am I enough? Like, that's not even the right question. Am I enough? Enough for what? <laughs> enough for what? Enough to be loved? Like, that. the better question then would be, what is love? And the Bible defines love as something that you don't have to earn and that you can't earn, which means then the question of, am I enough, is totally and completely irrelevant. Do you understand what I'm saying there? But all of a sudden this feels like that concept should be a podcast in and of itself. <laughs> um, but confidence starts with believing what God says about you, that you're not enough. But hey, guess what? That's okay because his love doesn't need you to be enough. He loves you regardless. That is who God is. That is what agape love is. Love is I love you even when you're not enough. Okay. Christ died on the cross for you while you were still a sinner. Okay. God says you're not enough. We're going to go ahead and believe that. But then we're also going to believe that it says we are his workmanship, that we're here on purpose, that we were created to do good works, that we are fully loved and accepted. Okay. That's where confidence starts. That's where confidence starts. Believing what God says about you. Believing what God says about you. Because our souls, our spirits, uh, are the created part of us knows those things to be true when we find them. And we can try to read all the modern self-help and all the books and all the do all the affirmations, but at the end of the day, they don't work. They don't suffice because our gut knows that they're kind of placating us, that they're almost condescending. They're not true. And yet when we find these truths, oh my gosh, I'm not enough. Oh my gosh, I am made in the image of God. Oh my gosh, I am accepted and worthy and I'm here on purpose. All of a sudden our spirit starts to light up because it has found truth. Okay. So confidence starts with finding those truths, believing those truths. Confidence ends with, and then I'll tell you about the middle, the in-between, the day-to-day. Confidence ends with believing what God says about himself, <laughs> okay? Um, that he's in control, that he'll be with you in a valley, that he's good. I mean, pause right there. How many of you actually struggle with that concept that God is good, that you'll never be alone, that he's present, that he's everywhere at all times, that heaven is our destination, okay? At the end of the day, it's believing that God has you. God has clearly described himself to us in the word of God, that he is present, that he is good. And the the bookends of confidence are first and foremost, believing what God says about who you are. And then the other end is believing what God says about who he is. The middle, the in-between, the day-to-day, the everyday life stuff, the how do I start a business? How do I be a good mom? How do I have the courage to date, fall in love, get married, be a new mom, move to a new place, uh, become a missionary if that's what it feels like God is calling me to do? quit a job, quit a re I mean, 
break up with my boyfriend, the day-to-day, <laughs> what is the day-to-day? The day-to-day confidence, um, like I said, rooted in what God says about you, finding its fullest completion in what God says about himself. But the day-to-day is actually believing in yourself. Okay. Trusting yourself. Now don't get all weird. Don't get all weird about what I just said. Cause I know some of you who have all these major modern mindset radars flying all over the place are going, did Rebecca just say that I'm supposed to trust myself? Okay. You might not talk like that, but <laughs> did Rebecca just say I'm supposed to believe in myself because the Bible says that we're we are worthless sinners and we are nothing without Christ. And I'm only supposed to believe in God. I'm only supposed to trust God. Okay. I push back against that 1000%. 1000%. I did not say that we are trusting in ourselves for our salvation. I did not say that we are believing ourselves to be perfect or more powerful than God. I did not say anything there that's heretical. Is that the right word? I think so. (laughs) Heretical. (laughs) I'm going to have to double check on that. (laughs) What I said, what I'm saying to you right here, right now is, you know, there are people, there are, okay, let me say it this way. You have to, there comes a moment where you have to have a certainty in your own judgment, in your own ability, in your own aptitude to basically engage with the world and handle hard stuff. You have to have a certainty in your own gifts and your own strengths. And this is very glorifying to God. God made you on purpose. Okay. He did not mess up on you. Not your height, not your looks, not when you were born, not the strengths or gifts you have, the passions you have. God made you on purpose. Okay. You have to have a certainty in the fact that God didn't mess up on you and the fact that you're fearfully and wonderfully made the way your brain works, the way your emotions work. Okay. There has to, in order for you to thrive day to day, we can't just sit around and say, okay, I believe what God says about me. And I believe who God says he is because somebody could believe those things and still never leave their house or do anything for the kingdom. There comes a moment, the in-between the day-to-day life where you have got to say, I trust, I do trust myself. Okay. I do trust my ability to figure things out as I go. I trust my ability to handle difficult and hard situations, hard emotional situations, right? There's no way you're ever going to truly let your guard down and let somebody in and experience connection and vulnerability if you're not also believing in your um, ability to potentially handle hurt or heartbreak because there's always risk in relationships. There's always risk of rejection. If you start something new, there's always risk in everything we do. And so we have to have a belief in our ability to handle that rejection to again, learn, ask for help, So I guess I want to ask you guys really quick. Okay. If these are the three pieces, if these are the three kind of stages of confidence, believing what God says about you and then trusting yourself, trusting who God has made you to be 
owning the fact that you are made in the image of God, that you are here on purpose, that you have been given a spiritual gift. Okay. And then a little bit less spiritual and more practical. A lot of this trusting in yourself and believing yourself will come from how you were raised. Okay. If you were overprotected as a child, you were subconsciously taught that you do not have the ability to handle difficult situations and you'll live your whole life as an adult, avoiding all difficult situations or difficult emotions because of how you were raised. That's where counseling or coaching comes in. Okay. We're going to work on and reveal to you actually your ability and your strength, your emotional intelligence, how to handle emotions. We're going to get you unstuck from what you were taught about how scary the world is and how incapable you are. Your parents probably didn't do it on purpose, but unfortunately, a lot of adults actually are stuck there. Okay, and one more, more practical, not so spiritual thought before I get back to the original question, because I'm really chasing rabbits here. <laughs> but okay, the original question was, which stage are you at? believing in who God says you are, trusting yourself or believing in who God says he is. But let me get back to the middle middle phase here. Trusting in ourselves and our own abilities can potentially be paralyzed by the way that we were raised if we were overprotected. It can also be really paralyzed by the way we were raised if we were taught that either the world was perfect or we're supposed to be perfect. That gets really deep. Um Maybe I'll address that in future episodes, but I just want you guys to know that there are a lot of times people listen to episodes like this and they sound really good. Rebecca, I know that's biblical truth and I know that sounds good, but I can't believe it. There's some, some block inside of me that says that's not true for me or it just doesn't feel true for me. Again, I want to encourage you. That's what coaching, that's what I do in coaching all the time. A great Christian counselor can do the same thing. We can change, we can help you change your beliefs, which change your life. Okay. So don't be frustrated if you listen to an episode like this and it doesn't feel true to you. Just take it to the next step and, and reach out and ask for help. Okay. Just really want to encourage you in that. <laughs> but for the rest of you today who are understanding confidence from this new framework, right? It has nothing to do with your list of achievement achievements. It has nothing to do with how you look or how much money you have or how sexy you are, or how thin you are. I mean, come on, seriously. It has to do, confidence has to do with believing what God says about you, trusting yourself. Okay. And I will challenge anybody all day who says that that's somehow not a biblical principle. I just want you to think about that middle portion here because as Christians, we so often focus on the bookends or let me explain it this way too. Let me give you another analogy of how I believe and have seen and have experienced true confidence in my own life. Think about a beautiful tree, a fruitful tree. The soil is, what does God say about you? The tree itself is you and your and the gifts that you're bringing into the world, the fruit that you're producing in the world. The sun or the water or whatever is feeding it from the top is 
who God is and what God says about himself. And all of these things work together to produce a fruitful you, a fruitful life. Okay. But you are the tree. Like you are, I'm not saying you're the tree of life. Again, don't take this analogy to a bad place, but you are to be fruitful. Okay. You are to be fruitful. And this is how we become fruitful. And it's why this whole podcast exists. Okay. Because I want to create an army of women who get out of their own head and out of their own way, believe what God says, own how he's made them to be. Yes. Trust in themselves and their own abilities. And then believe that at the end of the day, God has them. Let me give you two quick examples of where we see this in scripture. The first one is in Matthew 26, and it's when Jesus himself experiences a a moment of anxiety. Okay. He's about to go to the cross and he is praying in Matthew 26, 38. My soul is consumed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch for me, he said to his disciples. Going away a little further, he fell face down and prayed, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Okay? Jesus, who knows who he is and what he's here to do, obviously, has a moment of fear and insecurity. Well, fear. We'll say fear. (laughs) But the bookend is, but not me, you. But not as I will, as you will. Because our belief in who God says we are and our trust in ourself are fantastic and they will take us far. But they will only take us so far because confidence itself basically operates in the realm of the known. It's, I, I know this is what I'm good at. I know this is what I'm capable of. I know this. I know that. And confidence is the realm of the known. Courage operates in the realm of the unknown. Courage comes from, okay, God, I'm trusting that you've got me, that you've got this, and I'm acting anyway. Call it faith, call it courage, call it whatever you want to call it. But that line right there is the line between people who make crazy impact on the world and I think live out their gifts in the way that God wants them to live out their gifts and the people that don't. The line of saying, okay, not not me and my will or what I fully understand or even feel confident in, but I'm trusting you and I'm acting acting courageously because I trust you. Another place we see this is probably the most famous example of this in the Bible, Esther, uh, when she does say that famous line, but if I die, I die. So in Esther chapter four, um, if you don't know the story of Esther, grab a Bible or Google it online and read the whole book. It's a short book and it's an amazing book. Okay. A true story of something that happened in history. And in this story, Esther is saving her people. Okay. She's going before a king who could easily kill her to save her people, the Jews. And she says, go and assemble all the Jews who can be found in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. And I and my maidens will fast with you. After that, I will go to the king, 
even though it's against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Okay. So here again, I think we see an example of someone who knows who they are in Christ, who is using her gifts and abilities, because as we know, she's a very um, beautiful woman (laughs) and it has given her access to the King and she's embracing that. But then she's also saying, but not, you know, if I die, I die. Basically, if, you know, there's a realm here where I'm venturing into courage because I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I'm trusting that God has me no matter how this situation goes down. Okay. So all that to say, what does confidence actually feel like? Okay. I have told you what confidence is not. I've told you how confidence manifests in our life. And then I've laid out to you what I think the three major pieces are, believing who God says we are, believing in ourselves and our own abilities, and then believing God is who he says he is. So what does all of that actually feel like? What does confidence feel like? I actually think that confidence feels like rest. (laughs) I know that's probably not the word you thought I was going to use, but doesn't it make perfect sense? A heart of rest, that you know who you are, that you know what you're here to do, that you know that God is enough. Yeah, there comes moments where we have to act in courage. But I'm talking about a day-to-day, what does confidence actually feel like? And so here's the real life application, guys. Where are you not at rest? Where does your heart kind of daily spiral because it's not at rest? And if it is, if you are a woman who is confident in all these areas, how are you using that to further the kingdom? to be a light, to be salt. It's a crazy concept to think about the fact that confidence feels like rest, but that is the simplest form that I know how to describe it. And therefore makes it really easy for us to discover when we're not acting in confidence or when we're not feeling confident in either who God says we are, our own abilities, or who God says he is, okay? When you're feeling that unrest, you got to stop. You got to notice that. You got to say, what's happening here? Where is a lie or a doubt or an insecurity taking over my mind, my heart, my faith right now? All right, guys. Coming up, my next set of episodes is going to be practical ways to build our confidence. And I think my next episode is going to be four things that erode our confidence. So a lot of what we've been doing here so far on the podcast has been very spiritual and it has been very focused on the bookends, who God says you are and who God is. But I do want to spend the next couple of weeks focusing on the middle ground, building our trust in ourself. Okay. Let me know if you guys are excited about that. Be sure to join the Facebook group. It's in the show notes where we can discuss these podcast episodes. Make sure, please, that you like and share 
and rate these this podcast so that we can keep getting it out to more people. And let me end by praying for us. God, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for this message of confidence that you've given me. I know it's a specific way that you've blessed me and I want to offer the this message and this truth to other women for their good and for your glory. Because we want to live a life that is worth it, that doesn't waste time. We want to believe you and we want to do the hard work. We want to admit, I'm stuck here. I'm stuck there. I need help there. We want to pray. I I just ask that you draw these women who need to, to a, a place of prayer or asking for help. And the women that are already relatively confident, if they're being at all passive or lazy, that you will convict them about how they are or are not using their gifts. And then I know there's another type of woman too, the woman who's ready and hungry, but she doesn't quite know what to do next. She's passionate about you. She's embracing what you say about her. She's learning what her gifts are. And God, I pray that you direct her as well, that you start to open the right doors, that you start to show her exactly where it is that you want her to be fruitful for you. All these things I pray in your name. Amen.